This afternoon during this period we'll continue with this practice of loving kindness and I'd like to expand a little bit upon uh, what Matthew shared with us uh, yesterday and expand by just uh, coming at this practice of loving kindness from a, a little bit different angle and just a few words about uh, what I'm going to be sharing and, and where it comes from some of it and uh, it, it comes from, there's a, a text in Theravada Buddhism called uh, the Vasudhimagga, which is the path of purification. And it was, a, it was uh, written in Sri Lanka, and it was a commentary to a lot of early Buddhist literature. And it offers a very particular way of practicing loving kindness that many people find helpful. It's, it's where we get this way of practicing loving kindness of having different categories of beings that we're directing this quality of loving kindness towards. And at the same time, I, I want to point out, it's just one way. And I think one of the, the wonderful things about these practices, especially around loving kindness, is there's a multiplicity of ways of entering into connecting with a heart that's filled with kindness. And some of it, again, is up to you. It's, it's experimenting with, with what works and what doesn't. What, what, where does it feel like there's a, um, something that you feel connected with that has a little bit of juice for you? And so that's in, in honor of that, of, of finding yet another way of, of maybe getting a taste of, of this practice. And in the Vasudhimagga, the, the way that loving kindness is defined is very specifically, which is kind of one, one expression of it is, it's this seeing the goodness in others or yourself and then wishing them well. So it's a movement of, of the heart that's dependent upon touching something spe- very specific, goodness, and then feeling of what arises from that. So it's different from compassion. Compassion is touching the suffering of the other and then caring as a result of that or the wishing freedom. So the, the object is a little bit different and as a result of that, the flavor is a little bit different. And traditionally, one begins the practice of loving-kindness with a particular category of beings, which is called the benefactor. And if you imagine, the way to get a sense of this is that this was written for monastics. So if you imagine, here you are, a monastic, and your benefactor is the one you can rely on, like if you need medicine, or uh, a lot of times the benefactor will be feeding you or giving you robes, really taking care of you in this way. So a lot of times the feeling towards your benefactor is, this person is so sweet. <laughs> and it's, it's really that being where it's so easy for you to have a quality of kindness towards or warmth, where there's this uncomplicated relationship with that being. And I, I want to point out, finding a being that would kind of evoke that for us is in and of itself can be a challenge. For example, there's a, a well-known monastic in this tradition, uh, Bhikkhu Analio, and uh, someone who's been a monastic for many, many years, and he shares about his challenge of cultivating kindness. And he said that the thing that he needed to begin with in order to start to connect with this feeling was uh, two squirrels that he saw playing outside. <laughs> and just reminding himself of these two squirrels brought a warmth into his heart. And so what I want to point out, it's 
It's the willingness to use anything that allows us to feel just a little bit of kindness. And to begin with that, it might be, you know, some creatures that you see outside, the turkeys. Or um, it could be, uh, sometimes for people like a pet animal, like a pet dog or a pet cat, there can be such an immediacy of that feeling of warmth or a child that you know. We're looking to begin where it's easy. And for that matter, it could be a stuffed animal for that matter. <laughs> what, what brings that into your heart in some manner? So we begin where it's easy. And then uh, we'll take some time with that. That's what we're going to be doing this afternoon. And then we'll move on to something a little more difficult. Okay, I'll be honest, a lot more difficult for many of us, like me. At least it's been a journey for me, is ourselves. Is to really take some time with that of landing, being kind to ourselves. Because it's a tough one. A little bit harder than stuffed animals. But uh, we're still going to give it a try. But so essential to really land that, because then there can be an authentic quality of kindness that emanates from our lives. And just a reminder of what Matthew shared yesterday, just a striking image that I felt like he gave us, that that loving kindness can be like this magnet it's also, it's not only this process of cultivation, sometimes concentration, but it's also a process of um, sometimes purification. So sometimes the opposite will arise when we do this practice. And that that's just part and parcel of what we're doing here. To share with you that reminder of normalizing that if, if that were to happen. And again, I'll be just as Matthew shared with us yesterday, u- utilizing some phrases. And the sole purpose, as he mentioned, was it's just to help evoke, to connect with this quality of kindness. Um, and so you might have to change the words that I'm using. Feel free to do that. Or just to listen a little bit and then just to continue to connect with the feeling. And maybe lastly, sometimes the way I imagine it is that when I have the image of this being that we're working with, sometimes I imagine saying the phrase and then then directing towards them this feeling of kindness. And the reason I do that is not so much because it's actually happening. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know how the world actually works. But just so I can contact the feeling more. Okay, let's, uh, let's give it a try. So you might want to, if you need to quickly stretch your legs, feel free to do that. Or begin to allow the attention to come inward. And in particular, I invite you to bring the attention to your heart center. And what I mean by the heart center is right there where your sternum is, that place there. And if you want, you can put a hand there just in order to contact that part of your experience. You don't have to, but sometimes it's, it's helpful.
And then it's simply receiving whatever you feel there. For example, maybe it's the feeling of the breath. The chest cavity expands and contracts. And I also invite you to check in with the kind of the feeling or emotional quality of the heart center right now. For example, the heart might feel open right now or hesitant. Or guarded. Or it might feel something like calm or steady. Just to notice and acknowledge. I now invite you to bring the mind or to bring into your heart some being that might fit what I was calling the benefactor quality, some being where it's very easy for you to have a quality of warmth or kindness towards, and in particular through connecting with their goodness. You might imagine seeing a smile on their face or seeing them in a pleasant setting and them feeling really happy. Or maybe you're seeing them wag their tail or purr, or run about. And I invite you to savor their goodness, to savor them.
Maybe as simple as savoring their smile. And now from that space, from that stance, you might want to wish them well in order to further connect with any kind of feeling. Maybe something like, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. And may you be at ease. And now I invite you to continue on your own, utilizing these phrases. You know, maybe something like, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, may you be at ease. And continuing on your own towards this being.
And then when the mind gets lost, to simply return to the feeling sense of this being, maybe an image of them, and to the phrases, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at ease. I now invite you to bring yourself to mind. Bring yourself into the heart. Would you be willing to contact your own goodness? Maybe seeing yourself in a pleasant setting or seeing a smile on your face. For some people it's easier, if that's challenging, to see oneself as a child at some point. Sometimes allows the heart sought to soften and open.
And then wishing yourself well. Even if the feeling is not strong or not even there, sometimes it can still be helpful to utilize the phrases. May I be happy. May I love myself just as I am in this moment. May I be healthy and safe. And may I be at ease. And now continuing towards yourself with these phrases, maybe something like, may I be happy May I love myself just as I am. May I be healthy and safe. And may I be at ease. Continuing in this way.
And when the mind gets lost, to simply come back to the phrases. Just a, a note on continuing this practice during this retreat. There's a couple of different options. One is, is for many practitioners on retreat, just this, this period that we have for loving kindness and possibly the other Brahma Viharas, these other heart practices, is just enough. It's, it's all that's really uh, needed to help support this, the unfolding of this retreat. Others of you might be moved to uh, do more of this. You feel like there's some kind of connection with, for example, this practice of loving kindness. So feel free to take, for example, another sitting meditation and to uh, engage in this. And just kind of being clear, okay, this sitting meditation, I'm gonna uh, have these, maybe you'll be utilizing these phrases and you start with somebody easy, maybe do yourself, go to yourself and then see who else kind of just gets evoked that you wanna practice loving kindness towards. Because um, it can be helpful. It's the repetition that allows the heart to be in a different place. Um, the repetition of such a practice. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.